Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Whitney. And today it's just me on the podcast because I want to talk about something that is really tough for most women, but that matters so, so much. I want to talk about boundaries. I want to talk about those parameters, those limits, those kind of fences that we need to set around ourselves in order to have healthy relationships and in order to have true intimacy with other people, in order to not have resentment with our partners, with our coworkers, with our bosses, with our friends, with our extended family. Boundaries for women can be really, really tough. And I think that for a long time, I didn't understand that setting healthy boundaries or a lack thereof was really at the core of the majority of my mental health issues that I had for a long time and at the core of really poor relationships that I kept on perpetuating. So I want to give a caveat as usual that if you're someone who has had poor boundaries in the past, and what I mean by poor or weak are either porous boundaries, so you let people walk all over you, or really rigid boundaries, like you get super, super aggressive with people when they don't do what you need them to do, that it's actually not your fault the vast majority of the time. There's all kinds of boundaries that we all set as human beings day after day, month after month, year after year. And some of those boundaries include time boundaries, like how much of my time will I give you? Will I commit to going to a meeting or not? Some of those boundaries are physical boundaries, right? Like I don't feel comfortable when you touch me that way. Some boundaries are emotional boundaries. Like, I'm not going to let you make me feel that bad about myself. Some boundaries are self-boundaries. Like, I'm going to stop checking on every single person in the room and how they're feeling. I'm going to just pay attention to how I'm feeling, how I'm doing. I'm going to just control what I can control. I'm not responsible for controlling other people. A lot of times, boundaries as moms, I mean, that's something we do every single day. If your kid is running out into the street, you stop them from doing it because that's a safety boundary and it's obvious. When my daughter was about one and we stopped breastfeeding, she started putting her hand down my shirt and she called it booby snuggles. (laughs) And she would reach down my shirt whenever she was scared because her sister really creeped her out or whenever her sister would be having really loud, horrible tantrums or whenever she was tired and looking for comfort. And that was a boundary that eventually I had to 
I had to really set firmly with her, right? Because she would have done that until she was like a teenager. It would have been really awkward for both of us and also just would not have been appropriate, right? As she learned about sexual boundaries and what's okay for herself and private parts and all those things. When she was one, it was fine. And when she's 15, it's not going to be fine. And so at some point I had to decide I'm setting a boundary on this because it was going to be awkward and annoying and not okay for both of us really, really fast. So as moms, we set boundaries constantly. Where do we have the hardest time setting boundaries? It's usually boundaries around intellect, right? Intellectual ideas. Like it's okay for me to have an opinion that's different than your opinion. And you're allowed to have an opinion that's different from my opinion around our time, right? Setting aside moments for ourselves, or deciding that I am worthy of actually having this time for myself or just I'm worthy of having this time with my kids or I'm worthy of having this time with my partner or emotional boundaries. I am worth it or worthy of feeling good. I am worthy of not being stressed all the time. I am worthy of being in a place where I have joy and I have peace, right? And that matters even more than someone's reaction to the boundaries that I set. For such a long time, I would set a boundary and then someone would get mad about the boundary that I would set. And then I would be so uncomfortable inside myself about their reaction to my boundary that then I would cave on it. And I would not confront it. I would not make a compromise. I would just always let it go. But inside, I know that I had this resentment that was bubbling up. I had this feeling inside me that was like, I'm so angry and I feel so disrespected and I feel exhausted because I'm constantly bending to another person's will. This would happen all the time in clinic. There would be a patient who would arrive late and it would set me back 20 minutes in my schedule in the day. And that would make someone else inconvenienced. But that person, when I would say, sorry, you have to reschedule, would get really angry, right? And then I would feel so bad about that person's anger that then I would say, forget it, just let them come in. I don't really care. And then I would not do as good a job with them in the office. Of course, I would, of course, you know, uphold all of my requirements and everything that I should do as a doctor, but I could tell that I wasn't giving it my all because that boundary had been crossed. But still, I didn't want to set a really firm boundary because I hated the fact that they would be mad at me. And when I started going on this journey of what we call it modern mommy doc, kind of the centered life model, centered life framework, I really had to start thinking about why is that? Why is it that I don't set firm boundaries for myself? Why is it that I'm putting other people's feelings above my own? Why is it that I would allow myself to hide from being uncomfortable in the name of serving somebody else? And so I've been digging deep on this. Like, why is it that women have more of a problem with this than other people have, than men have? And there are some really clear answers. So number one is just the way that we are trained as women, as girls, as we're growing up. I have amazing parents. My parents said I could be anything that I wanted to be, right? When I said I was going to be a doctor, they said, 
go for it. I would even say that my parents were feminist in that way, that they didn't think that I should really settle for anything less than what I wanted to be in terms of my career. But when it came to interpersonal relationships, my parents were all about me being a good girl and all about me being pleasing. If somebody didn't give me a present that I liked for my birthday, I was supposed to smile and say thank you effusively and be really, really sweet and nice. If I had a friend and maybe another friend was going to not be excited about me hanging out with that friend. I should always make sure that I'm inviting the other friend for lap, for for fear of potentially making it so that that friend was really disappointed in our relationship. I had to take care of every other person outside of myself. I had to constantly be just thinking about how's that person going to feel? How's this person going to feel? How are they going to feel? And so I have been accommodating my entire life. And my parents taught me this unwittingly. They didn't mean to teach me this. It's because that's just the way that society is. Women are supposed to be pleasing. Girls are supposed to be pleasing. Girls are supposed to be accommodating. They're not supposed to be like a bitch, right? They're supposed to be really kind to everybody else. And I'm all about my kids being kind, but I also, now that I'm a mom, see that, God, I want my kids to actually come from a place of genuinely wanting to be with other people, be in a relationship with other people. Now I'm coming from a place of, I don't want my kids to build inner resentment over time, right? I want them to be healthy. But that is the message that we receive as moms, as women, as little girls, that you should always be good. You should always be accommodating. You should always be thinking of other people first before yourself. Okay. That's number one. I got super fired up because (laughs) when I flipped the script on that, it changed everything. It made me actually start to put myself and be aware of my own body and be aware of the messages that my mind and my body were sending me when I was out of alignment, when I was making decisions, not based off me, but based off somebody else's needs first. And when I started putting my own needs and that awareness of myself first, I actually was able to help other people more. I was able to actually include other people more. I was able to give more, but I wasn't doing it from a place of, I actually secretly hate you anymore in my life. Okay. That's number one. You know how like in high school you could join different clubs depending on your interests or things people were into. I wasn't really that much of a club person when I was younger, but these days it feels like having a tribe of other working moms around me is so, so valuable. And it's hard to do in real life because we're all scattered and busy and have our separate lives. We have designed the Modern Mamas Club to be that club, that tribe, that support network for you. And we didn't want it just to be about what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome professional or what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome mom, but also what are the ways we can help you to remember who you are as an individual person? Voila, welcome. The Modern Mamas Club is on the scene. It's a community of mamas to support you, 24 access to our video library, live events, workshops, hangouts, relatable mom rooms and discussions, and a resource library and recommendations from yours truly, Dr. 
Whitney. Go check it out at modernmommydoc.com. Number two are the very real consequences that women face in their homes and in their workplaces when they have strong boundaries. We know that women carry the vast majority of the unseen labor in our households, right? We do all the hidden things. We do all the kinship labor, as Jancy Dunn would say. All the things that are about making sure that we send a birthday card for our kid or that we pick up a present for Christmas or that we are texting with grandma. We're responsible for that. We are responsible for the household labor. We're responsible for making sure our kids are taken care of. We hold that mental load And there is not equity in the vast majority of heterosexual dual sex households. That's just a fact, right? Look it up. Women do the double shift and that sucks. And it also is the thing that makes it so we keep on over-functioning and we keep on thinking about caring for other people before ourselves. In our workplaces, women face systemic bias, If you act like, quote unquote, a woman in the workplace, if you're emotional, if you talk about your needs, if you talk about needing to leave early to go take care of your kid or go to their baseball game, right? That's seen so differently as a woman than it would be as a man. For a man, if he says, I'm going to go to my daughter's dance recital and so I need to take the afternoon off, that's like, oh my gosh, you're such a hero. If a woman says that, it's like, oh, you're not doing the work. We face sexual harassment, right? And it's worse for women of color. We face the pay wage gap, right? We we face all kinds of things that make it so that we are forced to lean in further and further at work. That culture is changing. Thank God, right? My friends, Eve Rodsky, Blessing Adesian, the people at Work360, Mary Beth Ferrante, all of these people are changing the game. Paid parental leave. That's why it's so important for men and women to have paid parental leave. But until culture catches up with how it should be about equity between women and men, we're still going to feel the pressure of putting other people first and of when we set a boundary, that being really, really difficult. The third thing that keeps us boundaryless is the fact that we have no idea who we are. And this is difficult, right? Because it's like chicken and the egg. Well, yeah, we don't have any idea who we are because we were trained to not know who we are, to put other people first. We don't have any idea who we are because culture tells us that we can't be who we are because we can't be like that person who stands up for herself. There is a way out of that. And the way out of that is so stupid, simple, but is so hard to do. Number one, it's having a centered vision for your life. Number one, it's like knowing where do I want to be in five to 10 years? What are the things that are most important to me? Where do I want to place my time and my energy and my focus? If you don't know that, if you don't know what are your priorities, how, how on earth in this attention economy where we have a pull on our attention from this side and from that side and from the other side, how are you going to be able to filter everything that's coming your way every single day. 
you have to know, you have to like write it on your mirror. You have to write it in your journal, write it in your diary, right? What's important or just use our centered life blueprint manual that works too, right? To write it down. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go into the modern mama's club, join us there. We have all kinds of resources for you to step-by-step show you how to set a values-based priority based off one of the things that give you energy, that energize you during the day versus drain you. But you have to decide, are you worthy of having a life that's aligned with your priorities or not? You can't control every single thing that's happening in the world. You can't control what's happening in the Ukraine, in Europe, right? You can't control what's happening fully with biases against women. We can't control what's happening fully about racial bias in the United States of America, right? We want to make changes toward that and we should, we should keep on fighting and advocating for ourselves. But while that's all happening, we have to decide what are the things that we have control over and to decide that we are worthy of that inner work, of that kind of like inner knowing, of that inner trusting of ourselves, of who we are, of what we want, of what makes us tick, of what's important to us, of what we hate, of what we like. That's the starting place. Number two is building body awareness. When we have our boundaries crossed, our bodies literally send us a signal. They make us more, it makes us more tired. Our bodies build up kind of that bubbling feeling of tightness in our chest. We might get headaches. We might feel nausea. We might feel withdrawn from other people. We might be more irritable with other people. We might feel like we're kind of lost. We might feel like we're kind of fuzzy during the day. Our body is constantly sending us signals. So one of the most important things you can do when a boundary is crossed is write it down. How am I feeling in this moment? You can write down your feelings, but you can also just write down like, what are the things that you're noticing in your body as those things are happening? Because our feelings inform our needs. So when you are in touch with how you feel physically in your body, and then you are in touch with the feeling that's attached to that feeling in your body of that sensation in your body, you will be able to tap into your needs. And when you understand your needs, you will be able then to set a boundary around those needs if you value yourself enough to decide this is worthy of protecting. I am worthy of protecting. So that's number two. Number three is to get help. When I started on this journey at Modern Mommy Doc, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing when I started deciding, like, I need to change. This is not working out okay. I'm being pulled in all different directions. My work needs me to lean in. My family needs me to lean in. Everybody needs me to lean in. But when I decided I want to get clear, what did I do? I got a therapist. I surrounded myself with other people who were looking for the same thing. I got a parent coach to help me decide what's important with my kids. You are not alone. You don't have to do this by yourself. And in fact, it's ludicrous to think if you've been conditioned by society, by your parents who are well-meaning, but who in the 80s and 90s didn't have a clue about this stuff, right? And we're starting from scratch pretty much about body awareness and about emotional awareness and coaching ourselves in the moment, using mindful compassion to say, whoa, here's that inner critic showing up. 
who's again saying that it's all your fault, but really it's not. It makes total sense that you would need somebody else to come alongside you. You know, people like Brene Brown who are out there who are coaching you about shame and how that really informs who you are, that you would need people like me, that you would need the Modern Mamas Club, our app, right? That you would need a personal therapist or an executive coach, that you would need something to guide you. So are you are in that position, if you are in the position like I was, of feeling like, my God, I have no boundaries, whoa, or I do have boundaries, but they're super porous. People walk all over me all the time, or they're super rigid. I set these really firm black and white boundaries where like no one can cross it ever, ever, ever. I have no idea how to compromise. I have to be rigid because otherwise people will walk all over me. There is a better way. And that better way starts with knowing and trusting yourself, building awareness about your body sensations and your needs, understanding that it's not your fault, that there are forces that are acting against us, and then deciding I'm going to take one step in a different direction. I'm here with you. I'll talk to you next time. mama. If you want more of the modern mommy doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe. So you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag modern mommy doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.